he cut a, he basically cut, he had a hollow dildo and he cut it in half, uh, not lengthwise, but across the shaft uh-huh. and attached to a vacuum. So you could vacuum out a woman's vagina. And he, he, it, well, I know a guy built it. I know what did a guy he use this? That, what did he use this device it for? Was, it was used on a woman. Why? I don't know. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. I am Keith. My co-host is Mike. Um, hi, Mike. Hello, Keith. Have you listened to Kara Swisher's podcast with Scott Galloway? It's called Pivot. No. Okay. Should I? So, Well, I like it, but you might find Kara Swisher grading to a point where you can't enjoy it. But she's a good interviewer. Anyway... They always shoot the shit about their week for the first couple minutes or so. So I think we should do the same. So we'll ingratiate our listeners to us. Okay. Um, Why don't you start? Okay. Well, uh, I've been back in the country for about two weeks now, and I've been running a lot. Uh, I ran 40 miles last week, but I think I maybe got injured today. Go on. Uh, at the ninth. And final mile of my run today, I felt a tweak in my right adductor. And what's that? What's an adductor? It's a set of muscles and a tendon in your thigh. And that's what I injured before. And so <laughs> that's a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Uh, and I'm supposed to run 18 miles the day after tomorrow. Just to make sure you're fully injured. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm signed up for a race in December. And if I don't keep doing the progression in the training, I won't be ready for the race. So if I rest, I can't race. But if I don't rest, I can't race. So. Yeah, it's tricky. How's your week been? A pretty good. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think if there's anything eventful to bring up. I'm not sure yeah, there is. Anything I, interesting yeah, happened? I've got a cold, but it's not COVID. Mm. I had to test myself for COVID because um, I was uh, taking a family member to the hospital for a surgery yesterday. Mm. Is this an older family member or younger family member? Older family member. And uh, all went well. Uh, I learned that only two people can go into the hospital once because of COVID. Still? Yeah. So I got to sit outside. And actually, it's a really dumb rule. Uh, that they have because uh, it, so um, it was my father and it's actually makes very little sense because uh, that meant my mom went in with him. And of course, neither of them can remember what the instructions were from the doctor. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. My dad had some heart stuff um, last year or a couple of years ago. Actually, maybe it was pre-COVID. I don't remember. He had some heart stuff and his girlfriend went with him to the hospital and my sister and brother-in-law are both doctors of internal medicine. And so they were trying to just figure out what was going on through what my dad and what his girlfriend remembered. And they're both in their 70s. And it was right. a frustrating experience. Right. It's sort of nonsensical. And, and uh, if it had occurred to me at the time, I would have <clears throat> made some plea to the hospital staff to let me in. Right. But I just I just didn't think of it. I thought, oh, okay, I'll just sit outside on my computer. Right. right. And um, the details matter yeah. on this stuff. Like what you should do after whatever the procedure is and you know, medication considerations and all that kind of stuff. But anyway. Yes. 
Yes. Would you like to hear the joke that my dad told the people as he woke up from anesthesia? Yes. All right. He asked them. They, it was a, it was like a, a hernia repair, very minor operation, so he's totally fine. But mm-hmm. um, he asked them, "Well, uh, hey, will I will I be able to play the piano after this?" And they That's said, the "Sure." Joke. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't finish yet. Oh, sorry. They said, okay. "Well, you you can be the hospital staff, uh, uh, Doc. Will I be able to play the piano after this?" Yes, sure, of course. That's great because I couldn't before. <laughs> there you go. Wow. That's a good joke. Yeah, I'm sure. Everyone, many. Chuckles were had all around. <laughs> um, we talked a little bit last week about how a woman could find out the height of a man from online dating photos. Mm, do you remember yes, that conversation? I do. I was thinking about that some more. There basically aren't any things that a woman can hide about her attractiveness given a set of two or three photos, right? So they can try to hide maybe their weight by only using certain angles, but I'm getting pretty good at detecting that. Like if there isn't a full body uh, shot in a form-fitting dress or a swimsuit, I'm always like, hmm, I wonder what this person is. So absence absence of a photo is indication of obesity or at least overweightness. Yeah. I mean, you can use other clues, like if they mentioned that they really like running or you know, there are things in their profile that imply athlete, then then maybe there's an excuse for not having a body shot. But most people know to have a shot that, that sort of shows it. But for men, I mean, there really isn't a good way to demonstrate your height. This is because you were trying to figure out a way to demonstrate your height on a photo, right? I list my height on all of my profiles because I just don't want it to be ambiguous. And some women really care about that. And so, and, and my height is such that it, it won't filter me out. Uh, but it could be a little bit of a negative for some people who think they're above vanity. Do you think, uh, uh, yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, you can list, if you list it directly, then, I mean, you could be lying, but it's so immediately obvious that you're lying <laughs> right. that I think it would be a mistake. Do Actually, you think there's a yeah. big meme about, you know, every guy who says he's six, six feet is actually 5'10" but I'm actually six feet. So am I getting punished here? Should I say I'm like six, one or six, two? I don't know the answer to that. I'm, I think five eleven, So I, I, I carefully don't say I'm six feet because it's false. Uh, yeah. But so close. Many men do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, fi- yeah, I guess six feet matters that much. I figure that I'm close enough, but whatever. I don't know. Yeah. That's not my problem. Um, do you think that it would be, what would happen? I'm guessing the answer is negative, but let's say that you took, one of your dating profiles and added, well, let's say that you, I was going <laughs> to say penis size, but thing. for you, that might yeah. not work. Let's, let's, let's say that you said a uh, seven and a half inch penis. Do you think that would do make better, worse, or just no difference? I I'm think worse. I think it would change the shape of this, the sorts of matches that I get. I think I would get more people who are just looking for a hookup. Um, well, that's cool. You know, of course, some women are uh, not size queens and, you know, most people don't orgasm from PIV anyway. And so, you know, size doesn't matter, but some women are just looking to get railed and they do care about size. And for them, I think that, you know, listing, you know, your penis length, listing a long penis length would, have you met a woman like for them? 
Have you met a woman off a dating app who was just looking to get railed? And if so, can you say a little bit about what that encounter was like? I don't think I have. Oh, that's too bad. Well, maybe I have. I don't know. I sort of vet and screen against that kind of behavior. Okay. I'm rarely looking for a one night stand. Why? Uh, I don't know. I guess I don't really love one night stands. I've probably had five or so. And do the, um, if someone's, uh, seems like they're interested in that, do they skew less attractive also typically? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Okay. I mean, if somebody I mean, was like with a, with a yeah. sample size as small as mine, it's, it's hard to make generalities, but I understand why you think that may be the case. And right. Yeah, no, it's, uh, well, there is this, I mean, I just experienced, it's actually, there's been an upsurge on social media this week of posts that I've seen about uh, basically carrying the incel narrative about how women, all of the guys who are eight, nine, and tens are date, you know, basically that's all, those are the only people that get right swipes from women on social media. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, it, particularly, I remember a video by a guy who said he, he was a self-described six and a half. It's really actually hard for me to say, but that's probably right. And he's just basically like, yeah, I'd rather play video games than mess around with uh Dating apps. Exactly. He's just like, he wasn't ugly. Like he looked fine, but yeah, he's not like super attractive at all. Yeah. I don't know what average looking people can do to up-level themselves, but hold on. If you're a woman and you care about height, which I think is rational to not be attracted to guys below a certain height or above a certain height, just like some men prefer certain breast size or certain figure shapes or certain race. Uh, all of those things are are just apparent from photos, but height is not apparent. And a lot of men get sort of outraged. You see this posted on the Tinder subreddit a ton, people posting conversations with women who ask them their height. And they're like outraged that the women ask them their height. But I don't think it's an outrageous thing for women to try to vet, especially considering they probably have a zillion matches. Yeah. I mean, you know why they're outraged, right? The men? Yes. Because they're short. <laughs> no. Well, okay. You're being very pragmatic, but they're, but I would say at a, another level, they're outraged because that type of vetting is totally contrary to the sort of social, to, to what women typically would say in polite society about how they select men. Yeah. But men would say that they don't care about breast size too, right? Like it's- No, no, they don't. You really think, I mean, men might say that, but it would be a wink and nod thing. I think women <laughs> say, and they're being very genuine that like, look, I, you know- uh, you know, a try, you know, I'm looking for somebody that has these qualities and it's not particularly physically related guys. I think, I mean, everybody knows what guys are looking for. It's not, I mean, it's not are women serious. allowed, are women allowed to prefer men who are in shape? I think they're allowed to do anything. I'm just saying that it's the hypocrisy that bothers guys. Not, uh, it's, it's not, it's not something, I mean, of course, okay. You're right on some level that it's because they don't fit the narrative. They're, they're too short, but on another level, they're, they're, they're angry because of hypocrisy. Yeah. At least like own it, at least be like, actually, to be fair, you do see a fair, I do see fairly frequently women owning the notion that they want taller guys. Like that's a very, I think that's the most standard requirement. Yeah. It's like, it's like we were, oh God, I've been watching, (laughs) I watched the entire season of The Bachelorette. Whoa. Is it over? Yeah. This is really embarrassing. You should watch The Bachelor. The Bachelor's better because 
instead well, of there obviously. just being like one annoying woman, there's yes. 30 annoying women, but at least, yes. you know, but, but 25 of yes. them are like just like objectively attractive. And yeah, like six, 60 bouncing, bouncing breasts is better than two. I know. Correct. There were two bachelorettes, which is a good move by ABC or whoever puts on Wait, the show. What? How does that work? Maybe it's not interesting. Not interesting, but the, essentially they, they had a pool of guys and then the guys had to self-select and there was some tension because some of the guys tried to like <clears throat> switch between the girls and it wasn't clear who they were going after and they're they're just creating I mean, it drama, breaks the right? whole premise the premise of this show is that all of the contestants are like in love with the with the bachelor or bachelorette at the start right there's it's never it, there's never a question i mean sometimes people recuse themselves but it's always a huge scandal when they do yeah i mean that had to happen a few times because people switched teams Right. And there was also, you know, I mean, whatever, this isn't that interesting, but like there, yeah, there was some amount of jockeying. It's obvious that people want to become the bachelor. I think that's actually the goal is to get close to the end, but then lose. Yes. You, to get, you want to maximize your celebrity and the way you maximize right. your celebrity is you don't win. You, you come close to winning and then you do things the way that ABC likes so that they, uh, choose you to be the next bachelor bachelorette. Is it actually ABC? I just guessed. I think it is. Okay. Uh, so the things I wanted to say, number one is, and this is just the way I, I'm just calling balls and strikes the way I saw it. Uh, okay. so no, no flame emails on this. My take was that like, there were a several non ethnically Caucasian men who were kept in the pool, uh, in a couple of different ethnicities, actually, where I, it was obvious to me they were going to be removed and they were just being kept there. This right. is okay. re- relation so, to your height thing. Yes. So I've yeah. seen uh, probably 10 to 15 seasons of, of that show. Um, That's rough. I've, I've probably seen like five all the way through and then another, you know, five to 10. I've seen, you know, a, a subset of the episodes. But yes, the contestants know that if they get rid of all the black people on the first episode, they're going to catch some smoke for that. And they need to keep around cannon fodder because after the first couple of weeks, they already know who like their final five or final, you know, six or seven are going to be. And so they just keep cannon fodder around. And why not just keep an ethnically diverse cannon fodder around. Well, uh, I mean, it's to an, a reasonably intelligent audience. It's obvious they're doing that. And it wasn't, it was actually a Asian American guy and, and a couple of black guys, but, but sure. fair enough. One of the ethnicities was uh, African American, but, um, uh, so that, so yeah, but that reminds me of like the height thing. Like they're, they're, yes, they're not being sort of upfront. And it was obvious to me for a variety of reasons that like they were just going to get screened out because that's what, what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, the, uh, the, yeah, I mean, the decision criteria are relatively arbitrary. These people are basically just children. Um, they're, they're not very mature adults that are on this show. Um, and yes, they're just trying to maximize their celebrity. I agree with all that. Yeah. I, the reason why I find this show interesting is it's, it's a little bit like, um, watching, you know, the world wrestling what is it? WWE it, now? It, it felt exactly like that. It's yes. it's fake, but the people watching it get sort of confused. Like if you go to the Bachelor or Bachelorette subreddit, I mean, these people get really invested in the contestants and who they want to win. And it's sort of interesting how well ABC produces the show to maximize social media interest in it now. Yeah, um, I find that sort would, of interesting. Yeah. It's like watching people lose money at a casino. I find that fascinating to mm. watch. And yes. like, you'll hear them say like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, this is my strategy. I have a strategy so that I never lose. And it's like, 
you realize that this is objectively false, but they seem really confused about it. And the popularity of the show sort of speaks for itself. Yeah, no, I've had people, I've had a couple of times when somebody tried to explain to me how they have a winning strategy for craps. And it's like, right. look, that, that's actually impossible. Like if you have it, great, give it to me and I'll, great. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. Like I, I have plenty well, of money. I can, would, I can stand it, there and do it if I need to, but it's just not. Yeah, it would have to be using a weighted or, or a, a faulty wheel. Yeah, it's that they don't understand statistics, like they're, they're morons. But um, a couple of things, uh, one of the two bachelorettes, uh, the guy who she selected, in my view, very clearly mm-hmm. engineered a situation where he had kissed some other girl and they broke up. And yeah. it's very clear to me that he did all of these things to maximize. I, yeah, I was just looking at him like this guy, his entire goal here is probably to be a celebrity, get on TV, but also like, I mean, if he goes to a, the club now in LA, I mean, he's just got right. a, a, right. a lineup of hot chicks that he's got available yes. to him. So. So my view is it's clearly in, in, in the whole, th- it's just a circus running around. That's very clearly what his goal is uh, there. And yeah, yeah, I agree. With, yeah. It's, it's just a nonsensical. It's yeah. It's just, a, it's just, it's, it's completely world wrestling. Fan. Oh, and the other thing, sorry. The other thing was that <clears throat> uh, during the selection process, a couple things like they show the guy's jobs. It's when it's, if it's the bachelor picking women, well, it's just going to be attractiveness and like compatibility. So that makes sense. But this was set up. I assume when you say you've seen 15 seasons of this, you've watched The Bachelorette a few times, right? Yes. Okay. So this was set up the same way so that the woman's selection criteria was basically compatibility with the man and attractiveness, which is fucking preposterous. That is not how women select men. First of all, there was never any conversation about what jobs these guys had, except for one guy who took her to meet his family in New Jersey. And you find out that he works (laughs) on like the Jersey Shore like he runs a carnival ride and I'm like, well, what? Like as soon as she finds that out, like you're (laughs) like, seriously. Right. Uh, And their jobs are, their job descriptions are always kind of vague. To be fair, you can tell none of them have real jobs. Yeah. Like, I mean, after the show, they all just moved to LA and then bathe in their celebrity for a bit. Okay. But at least like, yeah. Okay. But it's just calm. It's surprising to me that the show has any audience because the converse, like the things the women do to try to vet these things and the women's families when they're trying to vet them are just I mean, what do they do? How, they, how much do you love each other? They go on four dates. They go on four dates, right? Sometimes five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but okay. But, but you could get a lot out of that if you, for example, ask them like what they do for a living. Like that's yeah. the thing. It's like you're not even asking like the first basic question. Like, we don't look maybe see, we don't see what happens off camera. Like they cut it to maximize the drama. And so like what they normally do is, you know, they, they know who the final five are when they're, when they're editing it at the beginning and they try to like create these arcs. It really is similar to wrestling where they're sort of creating these story arcs that people can sort of pick apart and try to predict. And there's a bunch of blogs that try to handicap various odds. And then there's this guy named reality, Steve who almost always knows who the winner is before because somebody leaks it to him and he pays a lot for the leaks. Anyway, there's a whole cottage industry around it. But uh, yeah, look, we don't know what happens off camera. We only only get to see, you know, 1% of the interactions between these people. But I'm pretty confident the interactions between these people are just completely worthless. Like, I don't think they are vetting with any kind of strategy. Okay, but this leads into something we talked about before the show. Which is, um, well, okay. I think that most of the viewership of The Bachelorette and possibly The Bachelor's women, and I base that on the fact that like it the is. audience for the live shows was mostly, okay. 
So that, yeah. that makes sense to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did they still do it after the final rows or before the final row? I yeah. can't remember what it's called. Yeah, they, they have, yeah, they have li- these various live things, and it's all women in the audience, right? Yeah. Who's um, the host now? I, I don't know. It's some man who used it. to be The Bachelor. Okay. But yeah, some here, guy here's the point I want to make. Sorry, go ahead. This, a guy got candy wear blackface or something? No, 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 no. Uh, the good old good old minstrel Steve. The uh, the host for like the first thirty seasons or whatever was this guy. I think his name was Chris Harrison, and uh, yeah, he got canceled because there was a black contestant and something happened with her, and then I think he was interviewing her or he was interviewing another former black contestant, and he sort of did a little bit of victim blaming, and that was it. He got he got All canceled. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry for him. But the, uh, let's see. So the thing that I think is interesting. So look, women are watching this, I think, because, okay, there could be a professional wrestling element to this of like, oh, we all know this is fake, but I suspect it's like the vetting process they're seeing there of men, they think like actually is somewhat relate, like related to the vetting process that any, yeah. that any woman would use. So they're delusional just, about how they pick people. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Uh, they carefully psychologically screen the contestants and they're looking for people who they think will buy into the bullshit that is the show and that will, you know, and I think they probably try to get, you know, some people who they think will create max drama. Mm-hmm. And so uh, most of the contestants actually, I mean, they can fake the psychological screening and I think there's like 30 candidates. And so, you know, they're not going to be perfect in picking ones that are all bought in. But for the most part, these people believe the BS that's good, that they're being spoon fed. Okay. But the point I'm is- I'm here that to find that, love, you know, that kind of thing. But I'm not actually talking, I'm not actually complaining about that. I'm complaining about women watching and finding believable a female methodology that looks for men <laughs> based on compatibility, which is important, and attractiveness, which is important. But the number one thing or like way up there with that is like the guy being, you know, Stable. Uh, somebody who goes to work, stable, like a, a smart, clever, you know, all the things that actually matter in a world, like in a capitalistic society and so forth. And Mike, that's why they do the athletic competitions. So she can see them in gladiatorial combat. Do no. they still do that? Well, they do things where they take their shirts off a lot, but like they never, you know, I mean, they, <laughs> they should do, do group dates where they have to like do s- some sort of stupid athletic thing. No, they like do that. Race I mean, what they, or something. What they obviously should do is some. I mean, look, they should just have them sit down and do IQ tests. But setting that aside, um, <laughs> it reminds me of all that with the SAT. About. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. That's like how, that's how she actually should do it. Uh, that's why it sort of I offended agree. me I when, agree. She, when when it was clear the uh, Asian American guy was getting yeah. kicked off. I'm like, this guy's probably the smartest one there. They should be serious about him. But anyway, um, the uh, uh. On, I think something similar goes on on Sugar Lifestyle Forum, a subreddit that we both frequent, mm-hmm. uh, where women and men, I think, make uh, nonsensical choices. And in in this case, I would focus on the women. Like, I mean, would you agree with me that women on the sort of sugar baby, sugar daddy thing have a really, really like, they what they should want is a guy who is maximally successful like reasonable looking, reasonable age, things like that, but maximally successful, maximally able to either both, I'd say both and provide for her and provide uh, open doors to her in her life to do what she wants to do. In fact, my impression from that subreddit is they all just get tricked by guys who make like $80,000 a year and allocate 30,000 of that 80,000 to hand out money to these chicks. 
Yes. What's your take on that? I think that is the majority of quote sugar daddies are people that can't really afford it. Uh, I think the majority of the sort of cliche or stereotypical sugar daddy, it's, it's something like, you know, like this James Bond billionaire type who, you know, has all this money, but I just don't think, I think men like that don't need to use a website to meet women. They are in situations where they're going to meet women anyway. And so what's left are, well, for the majority of people on both sides of the equation on seeking.com are scammers. But when you, once you strip out the scammers, yeah, it's like these sort of loser, desperate men who are in often dead end marriages um, or dead end relationships, or there's something wrong with them. So they can't traditionally date. And then on the, on the female side, there's some women who, you know, are like just sex positive and have figured out that this is um, like a good way for them to make some extra money. But the, the majority of the women on there are sort of, I mean, it's really depressing. They're like broken in some way, like their profiles are written sort of terribly. And the, and you know, when you, when you line up these sort of desperate sleazy men with these sort of desperate, um, inexperienced women, it's just a recipe for disaster. Um, the, the women yeah, get so taken advantage of the men get, you know, get taken advantage of it's, it's a mess. Someone can spelunk and try to find my Reddit account. Uh, this happened once before already. Uh, I, I got <laughs> into an true. argument you with somebody. Doxed. I did. Uh, well, not badly. They just said hi on Reddit, but they, and they, it, they were right. Um, yeah. Somebody, uh, so I got into an argument with somebody about whether a truly wealthy person would have a car loan. I don't want to go further than that, but they, they, uh, the answer is they wouldn't. Um, but basically, basically they wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, we, well, you would agree that um, <laughs> there's there's an equivalent thing going the opposite direction, which is the men who sort of simp simp for the sugar babies. Is that the right word? Simp for? Is that how yes. I should say that? Yes. Okay. And that's like, there was a recent posting there uh, where a guy was really excited, I think, because his sugar baby graduated college or something Aww. or graduated. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I'm teasing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they get, but they'll get into it as if it's a real relationship. And there, yeah. I think they're making the same mistake in reverse, right? Well, I think it's possible to use seeking.com to create a relationship where, I mean, if it's a real wealthy man and he's generous, he can use that as a springboard to get in with somebody who he may not normally be able to. And if he's a good person, you can imagine the woman actually falling for him. So it's like a, it's like a device to get uh, your foot in the door. And you can imagine some legitimate feelings developing in such a situation. But that's not but, what's happening. Yeah, go on. I mean, that's just such a tiny percentage of what's going on there. Uh, what's going on there generally is something more akin to uh, short-term uh, relationships. Sometimes, you know, maybe they'll go on a few dates. Um, but yeah, what's <laughs> almost all of the sort of romantic stories that you read on the forum or, or hear about on seeking.com are sort of, yeah, they're not, they're not a realistic expectation. Well, they enrage you, don't they? Yes. Because oftentimes I think the man is delusional about 
whether the woman actually cares about him or the other way around. Like you'll hear women saying like, oh, my sugar daddy is so great. You know, he does this, this and this. And then, you know, the next week she's like, oh, he just goes to me. I don't understand why. And it's like, well, I understand why. Does she not actually understand why? It's because she didn't do anal. Yeah, whatever it is. Like for some reason she was no longer... (laughs) Uh, interesting to, to him. And so he just dropped her. And then it sometimes happens in reverse too. Like the man will be like, look, I offered her this, this, and this. And then, you know, she doesn't return my texts. Like what's going on? It's like, well, you're kind of, you're ugly to her for some reason. I don't know why it is. Maybe you're saying weird things. Maybe you look a certain way. Maybe, Maybe it's because he has a car loan. <laughs> right. Maybe he doesn't uh, wash his balls and, you know, she finds that gross. Whatever it is, like, yeah, I, I just think when no, people I don't think, romanticize I mean, sugar relationships, I get sort of upset. Yes. All right. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, troubled people out there. Yeah. But I mean, I do think that young women could greatly benefit by expanding their search criteria to older men. Like, let's say you're a student at University of California in Berkeley. And you're pretty and you're pretty smart, uh, but, you know, you don't really want to get a job uh, for various reasons. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, you want to try a couple Michelin star restaurants. All right. Well, I do think that there's probably a set of, you know, rich tech company employees, you know, in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, who could... That who are probably better in bed than any of the young men they'd be considering, you know, in, in their university. Uh, they're probably better behaved. That is to say, they're not just like totally, uh, you know, they have prefrontal cortexes that are developed. Um, they, you know, can say things that are, you know, mildly compelling. They, they might have ins that, that could be useful in their career and they're going to be wealthy. They're going to have like experiences that they can share. And, uh, you know, I think some women aren't attracted to older men, but I think far more women are attracted to older men than men are attracted to older women. And so, yeah, I just think there's like a a cheat code for the precocious young woman who's willing to think outside the box a little bit. This is a great sales pitch and people should contact Keith at ymmvpod at (laughs) gmail.com if they're interested in applying. Um, Yeah, yeah, I I think I am a fantastic, I think I am a, yeah, a fantastic person to date for a little while. Mm, mm. I took this uh, a, a few years ago. I took a, uh, uh, I took a girl that I met on seeking.com to a show. It was, I don't remember what it was. It was some play at one of the theaters in downtown San Francisco. And um, we did that. I think she came over to my house once. We went out to dinner once. I think we went on three total dates. And uh, I'm still lightly in touch with her and she's still like, oh, that was, you know, one of the greatest nights of my life when we went to show. That was so great. And yeah, I just think that if you can, yeah, I, I think that that was a mutually beneficial arrangement as they say. Yeah. Yeah. And Keith will also tell you, he'll let you, nay, tell you to sit on his face. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like going down on people. Well, ha- this having is them more go than that. up on me. Is that what's exactly? What, yeah. what do you call that? That's what it is. Yeah. Um, All the way up. Well, I have a number of 
emails and Reddit topics here. Should we move on? Yes. Should we do this pegging one? It's it's, oh, yeah. po- it's the top thing on on Reddit right now. Yeah. Did you see the follow up? I did. Yeah, I, th- I need to make sure I find the follow up here, but it's pretty easy to find. Uh, let's see here. All right, so. All right. This person says, "Mom walked in on me pegging my boyfriend." So Jesus oh, this Christ, here we to me once. <laughs> so no, Jesus Christ, here we go. So my boyfriend lives with my family, which I, th- I mean, just that first clause is, is already confusing. Lives with my family and I, and my family loves him, and he's the happiest he's ever been. I also love living with him because that means we have more time to be alone and intimate. However, we've both been extremely busy as of late and haven't had much time to. This morning, my boyfriend and I were home alone, and we both had a day off, so I suggested maybe we do something we both love, since we haven't had our alone time in a bit, and I suggested I peg him. Pegging Mm. is something he fucking loves, loves in all caps, and it gets me off really hard, so it was a no-brainer. When we started, we Mm. were both in total ecstasy. So this person hasn't said their age, but just from their writing, I'm guessing late teens, early 20s. Plus, It has to be a female because of the word peg. Can can it be a male if it's pegging? I I don't think men call that pegging. No. No. uh, Right. It would be really weird if it was a guy, right? Because then he'd say, well, I I don't like to use my penis. I use another dildo. Right. So that's, I think it's, I think we can safely say it's a woman. And of course, I'm a little confused by how she's in ecstasy during that, but okay. I mean, she's young enough that I don't really trust her to really understand what her okay. sexual proclivities are. Anyway, all right. However, as I was going to town on him, my mother walked in to get her car keys I used last night, and she full on saw what was happening. My boyfriend mm. and I froze, and she just went, oh my God, I'm so, so, I'm so sorry. I just need my keys. And I quickly grabbed them and threw them out the door, and she left. My boyfriend is now terrified. She thinks less of him or is judging him or laughing at him. He hasn't even gone out of her room all day, and I had to bring him up food. I haven't seen my mom since, and I'm also pretty fucking embarrassed. She gets home in three hours, so what should I do? All right. If you let your child's partner live with you, mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't you just knock? I mean, even if you think you're going to go into the room, I would like, you know, rattle the the railing of the staircase. I would make it as clear as I possibly could that I was coming. And then I would, I would not, I would never just like walk in on them. That's seems. Yeah. I would think that the female thrusting action during pegging would be maladroit enough that it would be kind of noisy on the bed. And, uh, I'm sort of wondering if the mom wasn't coming up to get some stepmom action. Oh my. Wait, mother-in-law action? But but okay. Yeah, I mean, look, this is not a good situation because this is a line that would be tricky across. I mean, here's the thing. We've talked about this before, Keith. Like, ha- have you ever been pegged? No, I have not. Okay, me either. But let me ask you this follow-up question. If you had been pegged, would you tell me? No. Yeah, me either. So- we actually don't I, I know. recognize that paradox, but I actually have not been pegged. No, no, I know, but it's but my point being that like actually like, and I think this is typical. It's it's a behavior that guys don't really want to reveal. So yeah, I unfortunately, mean, yeah, I get why he's upset about this. It's of course much he worse is. than I mean. I I had a friend, a female friend, who got walked in and on. She was traumatized enough about it afterward that she said she described it as we got walked in on and I, we were not facing the same way was the way she described it. They were in the dog, obviously. Uh-huh. She was not happy with that. This is like 10 times worse. It's actually not even on the same page. Like this is much more problematic. Yeah. 
everyone has tried doggy style. I, I would say that doggy right. style is probably a 95th percentile sex act that's been tried. And pegging exactly. is probably 20 or 25th percentile, maybe less. I don't know. I go with less. Yeah. Okay. It's uncommon. That, and it's something definitely, it's definitely, uh, yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, anal play toward the man in the man's direction is considered a, a bit gay. Yeah. I mean, that's changing and probably should, but uh, for now, here we are. Uh, there is a follow-up yeah. uh, yeah. to this. Are you, I mean, this follow-up's not that interesting and it gets into okay. some trauma that the, that the boyfriend has, but. You mean uh, anal trauma or rectal or? No, sadly, Emotional. it's much more depressing. Yeah. Okay. He was sexually abused as a child. So there oh, you Lord. Go. I mean, basically, I guess the mom said, sorry. Uh, she offered to put a knock. She said that she respected her and her boyfriend's privacy, and she's very sorry. Um, what do you think that's all about? So, so okay, that's, this is, there's a common thing here. I mean, I don't want to get too psychological, but like, it's pretty common for people to be into something that was an abuse that was done to them as a kid. Yeah. What, I mean, do you, have you encountered, I, I don't think I have anything like this. I mean, I have various psychological issues, but not like, I don't think there's something where it's like, oh, it makes such and so into a turn on for me. Have you like, yeah. I, mean, I think you've probably encountered a partner at least who had something like that, right? Yes. Yeah. Any insight into like why it transmutes into that? Like, it's like, uh, oh, this thing I was done know. to me that, yeah. I don't know why yeah. sexual trauma, uh, especially uh, young sexual trauma, often yeah, transmutes a good word um, into some sort of unusual proclivities later in life. I'm like not for sure. the thing that was traumatic on some level. Like I'm, yeah. I'm just guessing without any, I haven't read this post, but I'm guessing the guy was pegged or something like that as a child. She maybe? doesn't say, but almost all okay. sexual abuse comes from men. A man. So Yeah. And so now he, because you, you could see it being the opposite that he'd be like, no, no, I, that's a no go zone for me. And that would make sense. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want anybody back there. Okay. That, but, but saying, no, no, I'm, I'm going to really yeah. dig into it here and enjoy yeah, that's it. That's true. Huh. Actually, it's almost bimodal. Like some people can't ever do anything around the thing that caused them the abuse. And then some people <laughs> can't get enough of it. Yeah. The, the specific area where I've encountered this, uh, in my reading, I've not encountered it with a partner that I knew of. What is, um, you know, uh, wanting to be degraded or very submissive, yeah. uh, you know, uh, dom sub stuff and that yes. relating to some kind of childhood physical abuse or maybe emotional. And that's, yeah, it sort of confuses me. I don't know. It's like you're reliving it and somehow that's cathartic for you. And the, the real thing I find confusing is it's like, well, I mean, at some point you're an adult, you know, that's what you're doing. And why does it still work? It's like, you'd think that realizing what's going on would kind of diffuse the power of it for you, but it apparently doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't introspect as much as they should on this kind of stuff too. And hmm. So patterns develop and they don't quite understand why, and then they get calcified. Uh, let's move that on. Sounds right. This yeah. is depressing. Um, I like this one. Fiance wants to have a hall pass. Uh, mm. slash open and I'm conflicted. My 24, uh, it's a 24 year old man and his fiance is a 23 year old female. So my fiance and I have been together for over six years. We have a house together, two dogs, and we're getting married next month. Two months ago, she brought up how she was feeling about all this, was considering us both having hall passes so we could experience other people and bring possibly some new things we learned into our bedroom. I'm her first and she's my second. I was really hesitant and uncomfortable, but I agreed. We both use our hall passes and she enjoyed it and had fun. I enjoyed mine too, but I didn't have as much fun as she did. And I was 
ready to be done. I don't know how he ascertained that he didn't have as much fun as she did, but I'll go, I'll read on. She says how she doesn't necessarily want to stop. If I want her to, she will, but she's having fun and wants to keep doing what we're doing. Again, I reluctantly agree and we go forward. We set up ground rules and give this a go. Over time, she's seen this guy a total of three times, and each time she does it, it's hard for me to wrap my head around it and feel comfortable. My my partner, so this is his other partner, had surgery, so I couldn't do anything until next week. Honestly, I don't want to keep doing this, and I just want our sex lives to be with each other. We have good sex life. Apparently not. We're intimate often. We satisfy each other, and we both bring new ideas into bedrooms so things don't get too boring. Yeah, he's misreading. She said before that, if I asked her to, we would end things. But I think one of the main things that bothers me is that she's only stopped because I want her to, not because she wants to. At the very least, she'd want to stop because she sees, I'm almost done here, because she sees how uncomfortable I am with everything, but I don't think that's the case. I'm worried she'll grow to resent me for making her stop, and I don't want to want that to be a problem in our relationship. She told me she doesn't need this, and it was just for us both to have some fun. I'm not sure what to do here. Should I put an end to this arrangement and risk her resentment, or should I change it to just sending pictures and flirting with other people but no sex? <laughs> or should I keep on the course and hopefully become more okay with the situation? Maybe because my partner's been out of commission, I've been a bit jealous. I don't know what to do. Thank you for reading this far. I have some I thoughts, find the whole thing confusing. Yeah, well, I just find it confusing because it's like, I always think the issue is that for the man, it would be so much harder to find another person. And so the way in which he's saying it was, he doesn't talk about that at all. So it's kind of confusing. It's like, okay, it was just as easy for you each to find a partner. Of course, his just had a surgery. So maybe <laughs> there's something kind of, wrong with him. Of, it matters a little bit what the surgery was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully not gastro bypass. In general, I would think men would be more excited about this kind of arrangement than women. And so the fact that the woman's excited about it, it seems uh, risky or problematic. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't really know how this works. I mean, Alyssa and I are ENM, but neither of us have had sex with anybody. So it, it, I haven't had to wrestle with uh, this particular thing, but I, I just don't think it would bother me that much. Um, the The problem I think we would have is that, yeah, I just Wait, don't, don't think, I, I don't think don't I can find other sexual partners easily. You don't think it would bother you if Alyssa told you, hey, I've got two other guys that I'm having sex with uh, once a week? Uh, I mean, so you're arguing by absolute extreme here, right? So she's- I don't know. Is that getting, extreme? Okay. Getting plowed by two different mm. other men. Uh, I'm trying to use strong language here to make it as, as uncomfortable as possible. Uh, two other men, you know, maybe one of them is a porn star and the other one's a firefighter. And, oh my lord! Yeah, it's you know maximally uh, potentially sexually humiliating. Yeah, I don't yes. think I. I don't think. I think it would bother me some, but I don't think I think I'm broken in that I don't feel. Actually, I think I'm enlightened in that I don't feel jealous about that as much as some people do. What if one of them was Pete Davidson and the other was Ryan Gosling? Uh. I would be happy for our new financial windfall. <laughs> there we go. You'd be like, don't please stop using birth control now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. With Ryan Gosling. Please, <laughs> please do with me, Davidson. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. Um, okay. So you, you would not, but I, but I thought in the past that you had, oh, right. No, your concern is that 
the woman in the arrangement would become jealous. I think it is unlikely that I'm curious what relationships with other people that are explicitly and honestly sort of secondary to a primary relationship. I don't know how feelings develop in such a situation, but I could imagine Alyssa being uncomfortable with conversation, like wanting to audit conversations I'm having with, with the third person. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so there's some, there's some issues there. And yeah, I just don't think, I feel like I could detect if Eliza wasn't that into me anymore. So like if there, if there was a third person and she was like falling for him, I think I could detect that. And I think if you really care about your partner, you actually should not want to obstruct them from falling for somebody else. Oh, interesting. If you love them, let them go. Right. That kind of thing. So not to bum our listeners out by bringing up The Bachelorette again, but I will. Uh, so <laughs> it was obvious to me in this show, first of all, I mean, so this is a major issue for the men. I assume it is for the women in The Bachelor as well. I don't, I haven't watched that fully. Um, but the men, like right at the beginning, actually, one of the men, he got kicked off because he, because uh, it was offensive to the women that he'd even said this. He said something like, look, uh, you know, when there's like 30 men, he's like, look, if I get to the end. And I guess there's some date at the end where they are, it's like, there's a fuck date. Yes. It's like a overnight or something. The fantasy suite. There we go. So he said, look, you know, if, if, if I, it's virtually when I get to the fantasy suite, he was pretty confident. Mm -hmm. Um, if, uh, if what's her name, the girl has sex with another guy before me or whatever at the same time, that's, that's it. I can't tolerate that. So this guy was very clear. Like that was one of his primary things. And of course he got kicked off for it because apparently you're supposed to be genderless when yeah, you're at that I mean, stage. A premise of the show is that the person who you're about to get proposed to by, or you're, I guess the men are supposed to technically propose, but that's uh, right. Yeah. Like the woman in the bachelorette, she, I think there's three people when it gets to the fantasy suite dates. And, and I don't know over, I don't know if it's over the course of three nights or five nights or whatever, but yeah, she sleeps with all three guys. Well, and but that, in this case, in this case, well, one of them actually only had one guy by that point. <clears throat> so there you go. But the other one had multiple and it was very clear that, uh, one of the guys, it's the guy who's the new bachelor. I think, I think that's right. Uh -huh. He, yeah, it was because he, he basically took himself out of the running and that was because during that fantasy suite date, like it was platonic and he's like, okay, I see what's <laughs> oh, going really? on here. Yeah. Yeah. So she basically wouldn't have sex with him, but I guess oh, she wow. had sex with the other two guys, although it's not clear. Uh, point, my main point here being that like, even in that like sort of world wrestling federation version of a relationship, the women are sort of like, there's, there's a significant problem with the guys like guarding the hen house. Yeah. There's always drama around the fantasy suite. Uh, hmm. I mean, the premise really is preposterous, right? When it, wait, when it's the bachelor and there are multiple women, is there still drama to the women guard the hen house too? Or are they like, oh, he, he stuck it in you too? I mean, the women always talk about how, oh, it's really hard for me. You know, I'm falling in love with you or I'm in love with you. and But I know that you're seeing other women and this is really hard. It's like, okay, sure. But that's the show. <laughs> this it just is what seems more problem. It seems more problematic to me when the penises are all going in the same honeypot than when it's one penis going in multiple. Yeah, I would places, not want right? to go third. That's for sure. But yet, and yet, if you're 
girlfriend were in an ENM guy with another guy yeah. uh, once a week. And it was, uh, the firemen say you, you would, after 24 hours, you'd feel like his semen was gone. Yeah, I probably, there would probably, I would probably want to wait a little bit longer than that, but. Okay. I yeah. did see a guy on TikTok created, no, it wasn't, couldn't have been I would TikTok. I probably insist was, she uses condoms too. Let me finish this. There was a guy who created, it must've been on, not, I don't know where it was on the internet. It was probably on eFucked. That's the okay. worst. But a guy had attached a, he cut a, he basically cut, he had a hollow dildo and he cut it in half, uh, not lengthwise, but across the shaft uh-huh. and attached to a vacuum. So you could vacuum out a woman's vagina. And he, he, it, well, I know a guy built it. I know a guy built this, that. What did he use this device it for? Was, it was used on a woman. Why? I don't know. He thought that she was philandering and so he wanted to use no, this he was as trying a precaution? To, he was trying to pleasure her sexually. With a vacuum? <laughs> it didn't work so great. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think most attempts at ethical non-monogamy end like they do with this guy. And it might be the man, it might be the woman, but one one party gets jealous and the other party is like, this is awesome. Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, there are three parties, right? So then there's the third party who I guess, you yeah. know, someone's going to get jealous most likely. I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm guessing the third party is often sort of left out in the cold. Like they're sort I would, of hopeful I would like, that they can convert. I would like or, you to you know. do this because there's some things I want to know. Like for example, you know, is it compelling to have two women sort of where they do that thing where they lick on the right and the left side of your cock at the same time? Is that compelling? Okay. Well, um, well a threesome is sort of like advanced ethical non-monogamy. Uh, that's true. That's true. I think you could, I think if you could get a woman to do ENM, you could get, I, th- I actually think it's like, if it takes five steps to get to ENM second relationship, I it's think like five it's only like another, exactly. I think that getting it to the threesome- yeah, it would not be hard. And, Aly- and, and so, Alyssa's and Alyssa's down. So, yeah, and that's where like the I, I, there's some information that I, I'd like to get about that. Yeah, um, yeah, like a uh, fuck licking. Mm. <laughs> you know what that is? Uh, we discussed this a couple episodes, but I've already forgotten. It's where you're banging, you're you're having sex intercourse, PIV with one of the women, and the other woman is like licking, kind of the junction of your bodies. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, and there are various things like that, you know, that would be interesting. I'm not interested in stories about MMF, which is probably what I'll wind up getting. So No. Yes? No, I'm not okay, gonna no. It's not, no chance of that. I've not offered that to Alyssa. I don't think there's any circumstance. I just don't want a man in the bedroom. No, we've established before that if uh someone gave you a certain amount of money, you'd do it. I forget how much. It's not Absolutely. that Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the circumstance. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I would do anything for a certain amount of money. Right. Got it. But the amount Got of it. money that it would take to like have a man sodomize me is probably lower for me than it is for many people. But I think many people just aren't realistically thinking about it. I also saw a link to a, a thing. It's slash R slash sounding. It doesn't sound like much, but sounding is um, when you stick things down your pee hole, your urethra of your penis. And that, somebody's stuck. That's different than that's different from docking. No, docking is when you have two penises face to face 
and yeah. you're it's like docking is like that joke oh, your foreskins go over each other yeah there was a tv uh, tv show silicon valley there's like a whole bit about that about like how quickly um you could jerk off like a crowd of men and like they're doing all these algorithmic puzzles and it's like right. well you could stroke back and forth so basically the net is that like one guy should be able to beat off four guys at a time because he has them dock head to head and then he goes yeah. back and forth right and then there's a height differential you have to correct for but uh sounding yeah. is when you stick something I, down i remember the that episode yeah and uh uh the the uh the thing that um this person stuck down the peel was multiple glow sticks what do you I mean multiple that, well, you know those little glow stick things you get. From I know Halloween what a glow stick crack is. Them. I, that, yeah, that, I said, "What do you mean multiple? Not what do you mean it glow was sticks?" Five in a pentagon pattern down his urethra. I uh, no, I no. Yeah. How long were they? Normal length. I mean, these guys can get stuff all the way down to the base of the I penis. Our sounding. I'll oh, look for it. And maybe post I know it what with you mean by five. Notes. You mean it was it was five. They were like oh, this. not They're... long. No, not five long. It was five horizontally. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, got it. Got Which it. is cool because That's it makes That's still quite your... wide though. It's quite wide and it made his penis have this. First of all, you could sort of see the internal structure of the penis because it glowed. Oh, this is like and when so... uh, like Bugs Bunny swallows an anvil or something. You could exactly. see it in his, in his neck. Yes, yeah. and there were the multiple colors. So it was like a rainbow glowing <laughs> oh, penis. Lord. Right? So I, I don't know how much it would cost for you to do that. Probably a lot, but. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, I, I, I think that's the kind of thing you have to train up to like those ping pong girls in Thailand. They don't start putting 20 ping pong balls up there. Oh, that's right. That's right. No, it's definitely something that requires a substantial amount of effort. Yeah. Yeah. People, uh, if they're, if they're queasy or whatever, they have, people should stay out of that subreddit unless you're sure you want to see it. What is the subreddit again? Sounding S O U N D I N G. Yeah. But with that, uh, NSFL label on it. Yeah. No, I'm not. That's going to be a hard pass for me. Okay. This person yeah. says, I sucked my friend off yesterday and he basically ignored mm. me today. This is from a 18 year old female. I've known him for almost eight years now, ever since he moved onto the block. And I always found him cute, even if he could be a bit annoying. He got dumped not too long ago and he has been pretty bummed about it. So yesterday I offered to help him take his mind off it. It wasn't my first, but it just felt different. Afterwards, we went on with the rest of our day. Come today, basically acted like I wasn't there. Now I'm unsure that I made the right call. Rough. Yeah, I mean, eight years. I mean, he, yeah, like he doesn't know what to do because he, he, he's not attracted to you, but he, he I mean, you tempted an 18 year old approximately. Yeah, yesterday blood, right? I offered to help him take his mind off it. I mean, that's going to be a yes from just about any 18 year old. It would take a lot of presence of mind to say no to that. Right. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, well, hmm. Yeah, I might project the consequences of such an action more than most, but probably not when I was 18. Um, no, it'd be worth it. You'd say, look, like this, look, we were probably going to stop being friends anyway. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I do think I could say something slightly positive about this to her. So if she was 27 and this happened, I would be like, man, you definitely did something wrong. Like it was a really bad blowjob or something. But in this case, I'm guessing the guy is just like young and sort of confused. And yeah, he's probably not that into her, but it doesn't necessarily mean that she gave him some sort of terrible blowjob. Oh, no, I don't think it means that at all. I think it just means that he's he's not attracted to her. I mean, it, he. Sure. For whatever reason, though, it, it, he it, doesn't have access to blowjobs, basically. So he's like, oh, great. 
Right. You know, like it's not easy to, for him to get access to. And I mean, I think in general, if you take a guy who's below a certain act- attractiveness level and you offer him, make him this offer, he's going to say yes of any age, really. And yeah, and then and then he's not going to know how to react. Now, the best thing she could do, it, of course, she likes him, so she doesn't know, you know, that's the problem here. But of course, the best thing to do would just be like, hey, you know, that was fun. Uh, I'm not, I don't expect you to be my boyfriend or something. Yeah. But of course, she she does expect that. That's the problem. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, she's young enough that this could be actually a fairly inexpensive life lesson, right? Like, I'm not being like, you know, mean or patronizing here, but this is going to happen to her probably a lot of times in her dating life and that it happens now is, is, is good. It, it's, it sucks, but that's just sort of like what dating is. Like, Don't you think be. most, don't you think most women get this lesson in basically this way? Yes, probably. At, at around that age. Probably. Like they have some guy, they kind of like him. They yeah. are like, oh, maybe I'll let me try playing this card. They play it, it works. And they're like, great. And they thinking about him all the time. And then he just ghosts them. Yes. I think that's probably a super common pattern. <laughs> and it's really hard because like, think about it, like her last, like imagine it's, it's gotta, I mean, it's really painful actually, because her last interaction with him is going to be basically right around his climax. So she's like, oh my God, he was so into me. So excited. Right. right. <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, she just doesn't understand that Delta at all. Yeah. Well, actually kind of turns me on. Poor girl. Uh, this person <laughs> says, I discovered a clitoral orgasm hack. Did you read this one? I did. I can't remember if you sent this to me or if I found it. I'm curious to know if anyone has tried this masturbation trick. From my experience, in order to come, there is an instantaneous threshold I have to cross, like a point of no return, and I cross it. And as I cross it, I know that I'm a second or two away from the finish line. From there, I relinquish control and let the floodgates open. But let's say I'm stuck at the threshold. I know I'm really close but I'm not tipping the scale yet. Well, one day I accidentally discovered that if I'm in that position, I can gently kick my legs in the air to quickly and effectively induce orgasm. So far it's worked every time. If you haven't tried this and want to give it a go, let me know if it worked. I just liked the notion of having to do some sort of gymnastics move to uh, get themselves over the top. Yeah, it makes me wonder if they're like what she's stimulating when she does that. I mean, for, first of all, of course, I'd like to point out the, um, I think it's kind of important, like how, if, if if you didn't know the gender of the person here, except for the use of the word clit, mm-hmm. it sounds like a guy, right? I mean, like this notion of passing a point of no return, a threshold. Yeah, yeah her description cetera, of which, orgasm sounds like she's actually having what it w- would be agreed upon to be an orgasm. Right. Uh, which stories like this, and there are many, many, many stories like this are lead me to be skeptical of stories that women tell that sound completely unlike the experience men have that aside though. I mean, yeah, I wonder if, um, I mean, yeah, she's some muscle is getting clenched here. It could be her, her anus, but it's probably just some part of her clit is being stimulated. Keep in mind as the ladies of TikTok like to remind everybody that the clit is actually a rather large organ that sits on the, I can't remember now, like on the pubic bone or whatever. Like, you know, there's a large internal surface or volume of the clit. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> The penis is long too, uh, especially in my case. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, uh, this is a meme is as old as the podcast. And <laughs> I don't, I mean, but the, yeah, like there's only a certain area of it that's actually sensitive. Well, but for or women. maximally sensitive. Sure. I mean, but the, the G-spot is a real thing. I mean, there's inst- internal stimulation. Like that's why it feels good. Yeah, that's why being penetrated feels good because there's a there are parts of the clit that run down along the yeah 
internal part of yeah, the vagina. Yeah, I think thinkers so, can yeah. get at it better than the pianos would, yeah. But it's believable to me that like kicking your legs or something like that could stimulate Oh, I see that. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, she just has something. Like it's probably at least half psychological, which I think is often the case for women. So she thinks she has some trick that- it's the case for men too, isn't there? I mean, are, are there things that you have to do? I'm like, I, I you can go yeah, first. Yeah, you just I mean, stroke things... my cock. Oh come on! There isn't like some. Let's say that like it's you know it's been a while. Let's say you're with a partner, not doesn't really matter. It's been a while. You want to get there. Is there something that you can like sort of do physically or mentally to get yourself over the finish line? Um. When I say it's been a while, I mean you've been say beating off or having sex for a yeah, while. Not that, yeah, 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 yeah. You're know. like, all right, it's time to shit yeah. or get off the pod here. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't have like a collated list of things. Okay. So I definitely like, I will imagine, or I mean, it's best if I have a porn that depicts this, but like I will use, you know, nut and cum shot parts of porn, various, you know, like, so things that remind me of it or imagine in my head. That's definitely a thing I do. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, like just sort of, yeah, I will try to, I think that's what I do. I try to bring to mind in as evocative a way. It's kind of that, 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 that sort of moment with a partner or in a porn. It's sort of the opposite of like the thinking about baseball thing, yeah. which is to delay, delay yourself. Like I'm trying to bring things to mind. Now, if I, if I think to myself, oh, I got a nut, I got a nut, that's the worst thing I can do, right? That's like, because then you're stressing yourself out, right? Yes. No, I, I totally relate to this. I don't think I have like a classic standby thing that I think of. It's probably, mm. I probably try to reference a recent porn I've seen or something. I don't mm. have like a favorite or, you know, greatest hits album in my mind that I, that I go yeah. to. It's hard because like there are certain uh, porn elements that are particularly useful for me. And it turns out they're like not the most common in porn, which is really funny. Like, I think the most useful things for me are um, like missionary internal cum shot. And that's not common in porn, amusingly. Or doggy. It like isn't hentai. Like, yeah, but that's a cartoon. Cartoons aren't going to work as well for me. Mm. Hentai is a cartoon, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But they often uh, show so these like anatomically correct, well, not correct, anatomically Jesus. exaggerated diagrams of like. <laughs> the cum. Sometimes it's like entering the womb. It's preposterous. Are you saying that I need to try this? I mean, all right. You've really never looked at hentai? Not, not for that. I mean, I, I've I've looked at it to find things to like show to a coworker to upset them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, uh, I've never been know, blessed so, by such a such a showing. You have though, not just not hentai. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I have Other shows of that. much, yeah. much, much porn. By <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It depends on the particular person. Uh, but, yeah. uh, anyway, like I think that what I like or, or uh, internal oral cum shots, but again, like the problem is that like two things. One is that porn typically de- depicts external cum shots for whatever reason, mm-hmm. because they want to show the nut, but actually like that turns me off in the moment yeah. because I don't want to see the guy's spoo right. or they'll have him spoo in the guy, uh, nut in the woman's mouth and then dribble it out, which I hate. Yeah, I don't um, like the little gargling party. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Uh, and let's see, or she'll be riding him, and I generally that's not my favorite. I prefer the guy to be more dominant during the yeah. n- if I'm if I'm working for the nut there. 
so that's not great. So yep. yeah, it's sort of it's sort of weird. It's like it's like I feel like there's a space in the market for like just more normal cum shot porn, but whatever. Yeah, that's where we're at as a society. Yeah, life's rough. All right, that'll do it for episode eighty. Yeah, 84 of your mileage may vary. We can be contacted at YMMVPod on Twitter or by email at YMMVPod at gmail.com. We pay $10 for feedback and always enjoy hearing from you. So hit us up. Also, if you have any questions for the show, you can send them to either of those two places. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll put it on the show. $20 for threesome partners for Keith. Yeah. People might want might not want to do like explicit prostitution. I think it becomes that if, if... Okay, they can pay us twenty dollars. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Mike for his time. Thanks to you for your decision to listen. And we hope you'll join us next week on Your Mileage May Vary. Je me retiens. Non.